Hi, I'm Emily Duncan Wilson, and I'm one of the producers of Classical Sprouts. If you love this podcast, please donate to help Sprouts continue to grow. Go to classicalsprouts.org slash donate. Thanks! Soft-hearted pirates, fast-talking major generals, love, insomnia, battles, and love for the queen. We're heading to the shores of Cornwall, England with our pirate costumes today on... Classical Sprouts! Away to the cheating world go you Where pirates all are well to do Welcome to Classical Sprouts, the awesome classical music podcast for kids. I'm your host, Kate Botello, and today we're getting into the joyously topsy-turvy Gilbert and Sullivan operetta, The Pirates of Penzance. But first, let's start with a Quizlet question. Since we're on the high seas with pirates today, our Quizlet is based on another fictional pirate. In J.M. Barrie's story, Peter Pan, there's a pirate captain named Captain Hook. Famously, he only has one hand and the other is just a hook. Now that is because something ate his hand. What kind of animal ate Captain Hook's hand? What kind of animal made Captain Hook Captain Hook by eating his hand? We'll give you a hint along the way, so stick around for the end of the show. We will tell you the answer. Gilbert and Sullivan were a much-loved musical duo from England during the Victorian era, meaning when Queen Victoria was the monarch. And this was around the mid and late 1800s. They wrote operettas, which are like operas, except they're much shorter and usually have a light or funny storyline and typically have spoken words in addition to singing, sort of like a really early musical. W.S. Gilbert was the librettist, meaning that he wrote the words, and Sir Arthur Sullivan wrote the music. Their operettas were so popular that there was even a whole theater built in London just to produce their work. It's called the Savoy Theater, and that's where the Doily Cart Opera Company produced all of Gilbert and Sullivan's works, including The Pirates of Penzance. Land ho! I think it's time to get into the story and the music. We're approaching the English coast, offshore of a town called Penzance in Cornwall. We're amidst a bunch of pirates toasting one of their own, Frederick, to celebrate his 21st birthday. Now this means that his apprenticeship, or his duty to serve the pirates, is coming to an end. Pirate 
prayers, rises from indentures free. Strong his arm and keen his scent is, he's a pirate now indeed. And we get a little backstory here from his nursemaid named Ruth. She explains that when Frederick was a boy, she was instructed by his father to have Frederick apprentice to be a pilot. But she misheard and instead took Frederick to apprentice with a pirate. Alas, his nursery maid, and so it fell to my lot to take and bind the promising boy apprentice to a pilot. And I did not catch the word right through being hard of hearing, mistaking my instructions, which within my brain did gyrate. I took and bound this promising boy, apprentice to a pirate. Whoops! And that's where they've been ever since. Now, the thing about Frederick, which will come up again, and again, is his dedication to his sense of duty. When he's responsible for following through with something, he will do it, even if he doesn't want to. And now that his apprenticeship and obligation to the pirates has ended, he feels a deep sense of duty to destroy them, because the rest of English society doesn't like pirates. He gives them the option to rejoin society with him, but the leader of the Pirates of Penzance, the Pirate King, rejects that idea. For I am a pirate king, and it is, it is a glorious thing to be a pirate king. I am a pirate king, you are a pirate king. and it is, it is a glorious thing to be a pirate king. So off Frederick goes onto land without the rest of the pirates, ready to rejoin society and maybe even find love. Just then, he sees a group of young women frolicking along the beach. The young women come upon Frederick and are horrified that he's a pirate. He hasn't had time or the clothes to change out of his alarming pirate costume. Stop, ladies, pray. I had intended not to intrude myself upon your notice in this effective but alarming costume. He assures them that he's actually quite nice and that he's looking for love, but only from one of them. Now, that kind of works out in his favor because they all reject him except one young woman named Mabel.
But then the rest of the pirates all come on shore at once when they see Frederick and Mabel together, because even if they don't want to rejoin society, they, they'd kind of like to fall in love, you know? So the rest of the pirates surprise the girls on shore, and this doesn't go well. Their father has arrived, and he is a major general. A modern major general. And father is a major general. Model of a modern major general, I've information, vegetable, animal, mineral. I know the kings of England, and I quote the fights historical from Malathon to Waterloo in order categorical. I'm very well acquainted too with matters mathematical. I understand equations both for simple and quadratical. A binomial theorem, I'm teeming with a lot of news. Lot of news, I got it. Who oh, with the many cheerful facts about the square of the hypotenuse? The pirates simply don't care, and they try to capture the general anyway. Will the pirates defeat the major general despite his incredible way with words? Will Mabel and Frederick get to be together? What about all these pirates on land now? All this and more after the break. I know, I'm the history king During the break, we've got a request for you, Sprouts. If you love listening to Classical Sprouts, let us know by following us wherever you listen. Maybe that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or your smart speaker. And be sure to give us a rating. This makes it so Sprouts gets out into the world to even more listening ears. Thanks for that. All right, stick around, Sprouts. We'll see you after the break. Hi, I'm Keith Brown, and I'm the host of Gameplay. Every week on the show, I celebrate the amazing world of video game music with everything from beloved classics to brand new soundtracks. You can stream episodes at our website, gameplayshow.org. I hope you'll join me for this adventure. At the beginning of our episode, I asked you what animal ate Captain Hook's hand in Peter Pan, leaving him with a hook for a hand? Well, now here's a hint. So they're pirates, right? So they're in water. So this animal must also live in or around water. And if it bit off a whole hand, it must have a lot of teeth. One more hint for you, because it's fun. This animal's name is TikTok. No, not like the app, like the clock. Or a watch that Captain Hook was wearing when his hand was eaten. Hmm. Any guesses? Stick around to the end of the show. We will tell you the answer. of dark and dismal fate. Before the break, we met our band of pirates and our no-longer-a-pirate lead character, Frederick, who's rejoining English society in search of a wife. But when we left off, all of the other pirates had come to shore to capture the modern Major General, the father of all the young women they had hoped to marry. 
obviously not wanting to get captured by pirates, the Major General lies his way out of the situation by claiming to be an orphan. He nailed it. That is the pirate's soft spot. A lot of them are orphans, and they have a tendency to release anyone from their clutches if they find out that they're an orphan, too. The problem is people have found out about this loophole and use it to get out of pirate danger. The pirates feel bad for the Major General, and the girls are released from the pirates' clutches, and Mabel and Frederick look forward to their marriage. The Major General believes that his lie about being an orphan has shamed his family name, and he fears that the pirates will find out and come after him after all. So he goes home to be anxious about having lied and stew in his feelings. So let's go back to Frederick. Now for the pirate's lair, oh joy unbounded, oh sweet relief, oh rapture and example, at last I may atone in some slight measure for the repeated acts of theft and Frederick is plotting to fight the pirates and now has the police on his side to help. But before Frederick can fight the pirates, his nursemaid Ruth and the pirate king explain to him that Frederick was to be apprenticed until his 21st birthday. But having been born in a leap year on the 29th of February, he is officially only five years old because that's how leap years work. Counting in the usual way, yes, 21, I've been alive. Yet reckoning by my natal day, yet reckoning by my natal day, I am a little boy of five. He's a little boy of five. <laughs> a paradox, a paradox, a most ingenious paradox. <laughs> The Pirate King insists that Frederick respect his own sense of duty. And we know how Frederick feels about duty. So he tells the Pirate King that the Major General lied about being an orphan. The pirates then vow to destroy the Major General. But what about Mabel? I guess Frederick has to tell her that he's a pirate, still based on that paradox. Frederick tells Mabel that he will not reach his 21st birthday until the year 1940. Now, that is 60 years in the future for them, so that is a long wait. My eyes are fully open to my awful situation. I should go at once to Mabel and we'll make a renovation. I would tell her I am Baba Duty and my moral senses, and I don't know what to do about the many consequences. Now I do not want to perish by the sword or by the dagger, but a pirate must indulge a little pot and double swagger. And a word or two compliment my vanity would flatter, but I've got to go tonight, and so it really doesn't matter. No, it really now, Mabel's a smart cookie, and she's pretty sure that that is not how leap years, birthdays, and pirates work. So she tells him to just ignore the pirate's claim, begs him to stay with her, and get married instead. Gosh darn it, if Frederick doesn't follow his sense of duty and rejoins the pirates. 
making Mabel very sad. Sorry her lot, who loves too well. Heavy the heart that hopes but vainly. Sad are the sighs that own the spell. Uttered by eyes that speak too plainly. Hey, how's that Major General doing? Well, still afflicted by insomnia because of his sense of shame about lying, the Major General is walking around at night, but suddenly hears the pirates approaching. Despite their efforts to be quiet. I don't know if you have noticed, but these guys seem like they are pretty terrible pirates. Yeah. Now, despite their raucous approach, the Major General doesn't flee, and Frederick and the pirates seize the Major General and fight the police. Then the police sergeant implores the pirates to yield in the Queen's name. Now this seems to stop the pirates for the time being. But Ruth tries to tell the police that they are all what is called peers of the realm. Now a peer of the realm is a member of the highest English aristocratic social order, making them outside the ruling dynasty of the kingdom as in the Queen doesn't control them. But the pirates profess their love of the Queen so much that they are pardoned by the Major General, who rewards them with the girl's hands in marriage. We yield at once with humbled All the loopholes, the soft hearts, and duty. Frederick and Mabel are finally able to wed without any conflict of outside pirate or police duties. Just because Frederick and Mabel could get married, it doesn't mean that the episode's over. Don't you want to know about Captain Hook? Hello? Well, at the beginning of the episode, remember, I asked you what animal ate Captain Hook's hand, making him have to use a metal hook for a hand? I gave you the hint that this animal lives in and around water, has a lot of teeth, and the character in Peter Pan's name is TikTok, like a clock, or like the watch he ate when he ate Captain Hook's hand, and now he makes that noise from his tummy. Give you another hint. Another very similar animal is called an alligator. I bet you've got this. You think you know? 
Yeah, the answer is desk roll, please. Tick-tock the croc, or a crocodile. He's been after Captain Hook for years. Did you know that crocodiles can run up to 20 miles per hour? That's so fast. All righty, Sprouts, thank you so much for weeding through the pirate loopholes with me today with the funny and stately music of the Pirates of Penzance. We've got some more fun facts about pirates, Gilbert and Sullivan, and more on our website at classicalsprouts.org. So be sure to check us out there and follow us on Instagram at Classical Sprouts. We have a lot of fun over there and love hearing from you, so follow us and message us or comment. This episode was written and produced by Emily Duncan Wilson with support from Amanda Sewell. And I'm your host, Kate Botello, walking the plank. Bye!